Welcome to Traders Corner. Joining me as always is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Traders Corner. Garth, welcome. Hi, Julieta. Garth, let us start off as we do on the S&P 500. And if only we had just gone along the S&P at the start of the year, because it's been absolutely rampant. Yeah, it certainly has been rampant. And it, it, it's had very, very shallow pullbacks this year. And, and you're right. I mean, if only we had gone long, because that would have been uh, a very successful trade this year. And instead of that, I've actually been consistently doing these put spread option structures, looking for a pullback. And I'm not looking for a big pullback. I'm not yeah. looking for a market to collapse or anything like that. But in any normal year, you generally do get a, a five to ten percent pullback, at least once or twice in the year. This year has been extremely abnormal in the sense that the S&P 500 hasn't even pulled back 3% at all this year. In fact, if you go back to November last year when Donald Trump won the US election, since then the S&P 500 has not retraced more than 3%, hmm. not once since then. So it's almost approaching a year now. Uh, where the market hasn't even given a, a 3% pullback, which has been very, very unusual. So perhaps I sound like I'm defending my stance here, which I guess I am. But uh, I, I have got it wrong. I mean, I'm not uh, afraid to admit that. That's the reason, I suppose. Is usually in any normal year, you would get a decent pullback, but it hasn't happened. And I've, I've kind of always been positioning for it with these, these put spread option structures. And I like doing it because of the fact that the uh, risk to reward payoff on these structures is actually very good mm -hmm. and it allows you to have a short position in the market without having open-ended risk in the event that the market continues to rally. Now the S&P 500 chart is up on the screen at the moment and you can see that it's uh, in a fairly well-defined upward sloping channel that goes back to March of this year and where we sit right now is it's actually starting to knock on the top of that channel which comes in at around about 2540. Mm. Uh, we have a, a, a put spread structure which runs out to the 20th of October so that's fairly soon that's about two and a half weeks away from now and it only will work for us below 2490 now it's looking increasingly likely that that's probably not going to happen and this could be another one of these structures where we end up losing our premium which is frustrating it's small losses each time but it's but they nevertheless they add up if you start you know loading one on top of the other and it's two percent of your account every time it does start to add up which is rather frustrating yeah and also slight uh, a psychological toll i imagine because you think oh i'm just getting it wrong you know um uh, which can impede confidence um down De the line. definitely and and trading uh, one of the the critical things you've got to look out for in, in trading is your confidence you need to maintain you know there's two types of capital that you have at your disposal as a trader one is your financial capital of course and you need to always protect that the other type of capital that you have is your your emotional capital or your confidence and it's important that you look after that as well and when you take a couple of hits one on on top of the other it does become uh, a little bit inhibiting and, and that's certainly been the case for me this year I've had a, a cluster of bad trades this year which it happens to every trader not every trader has to do it on national television <laughs> like I do you can lick but your <laughs> wounds in private <laughs> yeah normally you can but not not I don't have that luxury unfortunately does it make you think twice about these option structures though um, or would you still use them in your trading nonetheless I, I do still use them because you know, as I said, this year has been extremely abnormal. There will come a time when these structures do work and they will pay off. And, and the reality is that we probably only need to get one of these right between now and the end of the year and it will actually 
fix all the losses that we've had on the, on the offshore portfolio this year. Uh, it's, it's, it's probably as simple as that. But I know you know, maybe that sounds a bit like the guy that plays roulette and you just keep on betting on red and red and eventually a red's going to come up. <laughs> I mean, I don't want it to be as, 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 as simplistic, as, as, simplistic as, as that. But I mean, you asked, would I continue to do these option structures? Yes, I would. Uh, I do see the benefit of them. I just think that they haven't worked in this kind of market environment, which has had a very, very linear upward trend this year on the S&P 500. Yeah. And in fact, only two weeks ago, we were talking about um, 2,500 on the S&P 500 and it's already broken ab above then. That's right. Garth, what about the local market? Because you do have an option structure there um, and now you're trading against that and that's one of the things we'll discuss uh, for, for this week's trade. Yes, that's right. So here we've got the chart of the top 40 future up here. This is a continuous uh, top 40 future. So what it does is it takes each contract and it then merges it into the following contract. So we've recently swapped over to the December futures contract and that's what caused that big gap up over there about a week and a half back. And uh, you can see we had a slight pullback after the futures closeout to around about 49,500 on the December futures contract, which is the one we're now trading here. And it's since then it's had quite a nice big bounce over the last couple of days, which has been aided to some extent by a weaker rand, uh, a stronger share price of NASPERS and some big moves up in some of the resources counters. Mm. So that's where we stand in terms of the top 40 future at this stage. It is basically making a new all-time high at the moment. You mentioned that we had a put spread structure here as well, which we do. This one runs out to the December futures closeout, and it works for us below 49,500, and it makes its maximum profit below 48,000 and down to 46,500. Now, I said all along that I would do this in the knowledge that at some stage I would look to buy into any weakness in the market and have this option sitting in the background as an insurance policy. So I've stuck to my word with that, and what I've done this week is I've actually gone long of one all me future. Now, just to differentiate, the all Z future, which is the big contract, it is 10 Rand per point. Mm -hmm. So at this sort of level, you're talking about 500,000 Rands of exposure for one contract. Now, an all me, which is the little one, the mini future, that's what we've traded now. It's one rand per point. Okay. All right. So, and I've gone long at forty nine thousand five hundred, where the option structure would start to work for us. So, what that means is that I'm now effectively long uh, total of what's at forty nine thousand five hundred rand worth of market exposure by being long of one or me future. And I know that I've got this option structure in the background. So, if the market starts to fall, then the option will make money, and that'll be fine. And if the market rallies, at least I've got this one all me future, which uh, gives us a long exposure to the market, albeit not a very big exposure, but it's something. And it is quite nicely in the money today. I suppose to some extent you can actually, um, and because it is a, a smaller exposure, uh, were the market to carry on running, you could add onto that position uh, and also trade, say, another all me if you, if you fancied. Correct. You can add to your winners, absolutely. Would I rush out and buy it at this level right now? Probably not. Uh, I'm more inclined to want to buy into dips or buy into pullbacks. So, and that's what I did with the, the OMI last week when I went long of this one contract. Yeah. So at this stage, I don't think I'd be chasing it and buying any more, but I'd, I'm happy with the one contract that we do have here. Yeah. Okay, so it's working out. Um, so the, the option isn't per se working out, but let's hope maybe both do because it's, it's possible that they could both. Um, in other words, you could close out this position. You don't have to wait for the December closeout in order to do so. Yeah, that's right. I can, I can sell out this OMI future if I want to at some stage when I figure the market's run really hard and maybe it's getting a little bit overheated, then I could always lock in the profit on this all me future and then 
let the options structure sit in the background and hopefully do its thing. Do keep in mind, though, that the market would have to go below 49,500 in order for that option structure to start working for us. Yeah. Okay, Garth. So that, in fact, was last week's trade, but um, uh, still current. Um, and this week, you want to focus on the RAND, which um, does seem to be blowing us. And uh, I think you've got 1367 there, but uh, when we recorded the show, it had gone to 1375 against yeah. the dollar. Yeah, certainly seems like some technical weakness is starting to set in on the RAND. And we're going to look again, uh, look at the RAND against all the crosses here. So we'll start with the, the dollar. Uh, then we'll also look at the pound and the euro to see what's happening because there's actually been some fairly significant technical breaks weaker that have happened on the RAND currency over the last uh, couple of days. So this is the RAND dollar exchange rate and we're looking back here at about a, a period of about a year. Uh, so you can see this strengthening trend that had been intact since September of last year and has joined all the high points throughout the last year. That level has actually been broken. Mm. And that technical break through 13 Rand 40 was a, a, a bearish break for the Rand and it opens the potential for further Rand weakness in the near term. My technical level that I'm going to be looking at as an initial target is this uh, swing high from April over here, which comes in at about 13 Rand 95. So I think it's fairly possible that we could go to that sort of area 1395 maybe 14 rand the round figure the round figures are often like magnets mm. and then we'll see what happens from there perhaps at that's at that stage the rand begins to consolidate a little bit but i think the fact that it's broken that significant downward trend is quite meaningful and it definitely puts the rand on the back foot at this stage and you can't only blame or attribute it, I suppose, to dollar strength because it's weakening against a basket of currencies. Yes, that's right. So if we have a look at the others here, this is the rand against the pound. And here you have a situation where this currency has been making a very big saucer bottom type of shape over the last year here. And you can see this move out through 17 rand 60 is quite meaningful. Notice how it's effectively the weakest level that we've been at through 2017 year to date. That technical break there is quite a bearish move uh, for the rand against the pound and also points to medium term weakness. You could even argue as much as going back up here towards where we were in September last year, which is at about 19 rand 50 hmm. to the pound. I mean, that's quite a long way away from where we are currently. But technically, you can actually make that argument. I mean, those sort of big saucer, saucer shaped patterns um, um, where the clearly there's been quite a long period of uh, consolidation, I guess. Do those, are those quite powerful um, technical uh, signals? Yes, they are quite technically uh, quite powerful. And, and when they break like this one has done, it, do, it, it, it often does lead to a fairly uh, lengthy time period of, um, in this case, what would be further rand weakness. And against the euro, because the euro is also, uh, in, you know, the other dynamics affecting between the euro and the pound, mm -hmm. for example, and the dollar. Well, this is it. All these currencies have their various different dynamics, and it's not... <laughs> it's no longer just a case of saying, oh, let's just buy dollars and you'll be safe. You know, you're now going to look at the different you know, issues facing each of these. The dollar's got its own issues. The pound also does with Brexit and whatever. Euro, at the moment, the euro is probably the strongest out of all of them, in fact. And technically, you can see that this has got probably the best pa uh, technical pattern out of all three of the currencies that we've looked at in terms of the euro being the most bullish currency, i.e. the rand being most bearish against the euro. That channel that you can see evident there goes back to April of this year. And uh, you can see we're starting to see the, uh, an inverted head and shoulders pattern here breaking to the upside. The move through 16 rand to the euro here is bearish for the rand against the euro. And it points to a likely move up towards the top of this channel, which comes in around about 16 rand 50. And you could possibly make an argument that even a little bit further weakness beyond that level. So so, you know, if you look at all three of these 
currencies. Uh, there's no doubt that the RAND is on the back foot at the moment, and it looks as if the path of least resistance for the time being is for the RAND to move weaker. And it's not just uh, you know technical setups. These are a reflection of what's happening uh, in the country. Uh, and a lot of people were hoping that some sort of uh, calm or stability would be lent by the December elective conference, but it's, it almost looks as if that's going to introduce um, a sort of far more troublesome situation for South Africa? Well, it creates a lot of uncertainty and, and that's never a good thing for the markets. But I think what you also need to remember here, yes, we've got our domestic challenges, at, which are you know very well documented. But when it comes to the currency, also look at us against other emerging market currencies as well. And one of the big drivers for this RAND weakness that we've seen over the last two weeks or so has actually been more to do with the US interest rate outlook than anything. Um, it's now becoming more and more apparent that US interest rate cycle is still r rising and we'll see a rate hike in December from the Fed. And that has actually caused a little bit of an aversion out of emerging market currencies. Uh, and, and the RAND obviously gets caught up in that. In fact, on Stockwatch last night, we were talking about how uh, people might be underestimating uh, the extent to which interest rates may rise in, de in the developed world later this year or in into next year. Garth, uh, if you, uh, and you haven't actually entered a trade in any of these currencies, no. it's not as if you've gone short the RAND. Um, is there any one currency that is more sort of tradable? Uh, in other words, a, a pair, say, Rand dollar, Rand pound, or Rand euro? Well, they're all tradable. I mean, these are all um, highly liquid, highly tradable currency pairs. So you could, you know, you could take your pick, I guess. Yeah. They all look like they've got weakness to come. Um, if you forced me to do one of them, I'd probably go for the Rand euro, just because that is the most compelling technical pattern. But, but out of all three, you can see the Rand does look like it's on the back foot against all three currency yeah. pairs. Okay, so, uh, so something to watch uh, in the week ahead and, and then to wrap up how do the portfolios stand domestically doing okay but internationally not I imagine. no exactly so domestically we're okay we've got that december all me future which we've gone into and that's up 1142 rand already in fact it's more than that at the time of recording now so we're up 8.6 percent for the year to date on the local portfolio and unfortunately the offshore portfolio pretty much offsets that almost entirely we're still Ouch. down around about nine percent on the offshore portfolio so mm. a total offset so if really for the year to date we're actually flat on both portfolios together. I suppose I could maybe take a little bit of uh, heart from the fact that the rand is weaker against the pound. So if we start converting our original 10,000 pounds starting capital at the beginning of the year back into rands, maybe we're up a little bit. But all in all, not a great year. It's been difficult. Yeah, well, let's look on the bright side and continue to look there. Garth, we actually have to end it uh, there. Thanks as always for joining us. Garth McKenzie is founder and editor of Traders Corner.